0: Thanks for checking out this message from Radiant Life Church. Grab your Bible a pad of paper and a pen. Let's dive in. Uh, but the Lord uh, just kind of laid these three scriptures on my heart before we get into this next song. And the first one is found in 1 John, which is towards the the back of your Bible. Uh, I'm going to go pretty quick. Um, but uh, John is, he was one of the apostles, one of the, the closest followers of Jesus. In fact, uh, we, a lot of scholars believe that he also wrote the book of Revelation as well. And we're going to dive into that here in just a second. But I, I want us to grab these three trunks and then kind of keep those at like the forefront of our, our mind before we continue to worship through song and I was blessed to be a part of this conference this past summer, and this chunk of scripture that we're going to dive into in chapter one uh, was spoke on. And I've been, I've been in John's letters ever since, uh, just in my own personal quiet time. And starting at verse five, uh, in my Bible, it titles it, Fellowship with God. 1 John chapter one, verse five, it says, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light, and there is absolutely no darkness in him. If we say we have fellowship with him, yet we walk in darkness, we are lying and are not practicing the truth. If we walk in the light, as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus. His son cleanses us from all sin. In fact, Pastor John, he led us in that moment of communion, like we remember that Jesus's blood is what cleanses us. But I love that word picture that John uses, this idea of light and dark. And to be transparent and open with you guys, there are moments in my walk with Jesus where I know that Jesus is the light, but there are moments that... I don't want to step into that light because I'm afraid of what the light might expose or reveal in my life. But if God is good, if he's trustworthy, he has a good character, why would I not want to step into the light? Now, I share that out of transparency of maybe there's someone sitting here today, like maybe you're scared to step into the light. You're, Nervous about what's going to be revealed. I mean, light does reveal things. We turn the lights on in order to see things. Light also makes things grow. If we didn't have light, we wouldn't have plants. Now use that same metaphor in your own life. Are you growing in your walk with Christ? Maybe you need to step into the light. Now let's fast forward over into the book of Revelation, chapter five. And if you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus or you're watching us online, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm going to be honest with you, this part is going to sound a little strange. I think for a lot of people who have been part of the church for a while, think part of this is strange. But John uh, had this supernatural experience and he just got a glimpse into heaven. And this was his attempt at trying to write about it. And in my Bible, at the beginning of chapter five, it says, the lamb takes the scroll. Chapter five, verse one. Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. Now more than likely this was a scroll that was written on lambskin or goatskin the fact that it has writing on both sides means there's a ton of writing that is on this it'd be the same thing if you writing on two sides of a piece of paper but it says that it's sealed well, all that meant is there was string wrapped around this scroll and then they put a piece of wax over that stri- string and that sealed it now in scripture, don't have time to unpack all of this, the number seven is the number of completion all throughout the scriptures. We see this even in creation back in Genesis. And what's beautiful about this whole chunk of passage that we're gonna talk about, there's a thread that just goes throughout all of scripture that we're gonna see right here. Verse two, I also saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or even to look in it. I wept and wept because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or even to look in it. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep, look. The lion from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he is able to open the scroll and his seven seals. Don't get hung up on what's written on that. Let's get hung up on the fact that who was the only one that was worthy to open the scroll? That's what we need to pick up here in this passage. No one was worthy to open it. Only one, the lamb. That is Jesus. Verse six, then I saw the one like a slaughtered lamb standing in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures among the elders. He has seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent into all the earth. And he went and he took the scroll out of the right hand of the one seated on the throne. When he took the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. They changed their posture. Each one had a harp and a golden bowls filled with incense. I love this. Which are the prayers of the saints. We are the saints. Our prayers are in heaven. And they sang a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slaughtered. You purchased people for God by your blood from every tribe and language and people and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign on the earth. You know, the, the Hebrew people would practice Passover. And it was this remembrance of God taking his people out of Egypt. And they had to put the blood of a lamb on their doorpost. Then Jesus calls himself the Lamb of God. It was that innocent life force that's inside the human that he shed for you and for me to be in relationship with God. That's what that means. If we did not have blood inside of us, we would die. This is our life force. And Jesus was the only innocent lamb of life force that was shed for you and I. And we took communion to remember what happened. Then I look and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and also of the living creatures and of the elders. Oh man. Their number was countless thousands plus thousands and thousands. To go back to a a, a moment where maybe you're sitting in an arena or a sports event and there was just thousands upon thousands of people Try to envision this moment in heaven. They said with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength And honor and glory and blessing. I heard every creature in heaven, on earth, under the earth, on the sea, and everything in them say, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And what did they do? The elders fell down and worshiped. They changed their posture again. Now I get for some of us, we come into this space and to be frank, it's just been a hell of a week. Everything just seems to be closing in on us. It almost seems like that darkness is creeping in and around us. But for followers of Jesus, we have hope. We have hope in Jesus's return to restore all things. In fact, the apostle John even gave us a glimpse of this in Revelation chapter 21, starting at verse one. In my Bible, it's titled, The New Creation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Go back to that wedding that you were at and that that moment where the bride is beginning to walk in. And I love to look at the husband when he first sees his bride coming down. That's that's what I envision in this moment. And then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his peoples. God himself will be with them and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be Will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And he also said, Right, because these words are faithful and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of water, of life. Did you come here thirsty for the presence of God here today? Would you stand with me? Prayer partners, would you make your way to the corner? If you need to change your posture like the elders do in heaven, please feel free to do so. If you need to come and kneel, if you need to be prayed for, please come see the prayer partners. But let's let's have this imagery. Let's have God's word at the forefront of our mind as we begin to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It doesn't matter whether we're standing in this place grumpy or not. He is still worthy of our praise. Can I get an amen? Thanks for listening to this message from Radiant Life Church. To get to know us better, check out the Church. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.